What is up, GWB Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. This is your host, Ben Mayfield. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode, if you listen to the episode, uh, The Boys Are Back in Town, episode number 45, this is, we recorded this episode the same day, and our friend Josh Meeks, shout out to Josh, he was on our very first episode we ever did, and Josh Meeks came in here, we only have four mics, and there's five guys in here, so he did a little Meeks magic, and he would ask us like, topics to discuss or questions to talk about, and it was a lot of fun. So this is just another one of those episodes, um, episode 47 here, where we just chit-chat, it's community, it's fun, it's just talking, um, I'll the idea is you're sitting on a couch with us, just having that conversation, and I want you to be part of it. Maybe if there's a really good answer that you have or interesting thought, DM us. Uh, I always respond to all of our messages, so please do so. It's a lot of fun for me, and also it's it's kind of cool when you know a week or so or two weeks later, you know, someone listens to an episode and then they DM me, and as out of context, I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about, and then I had to think about it. It's like, oh, they're talking about this episode. You know, then referring to that. All right, cool. And I'll like message them back. So that's a lot of fun. I also need to mention that we are doing a giveaway right now. It is on our most recent post, um, as far as I'm recording this, our most recent post. Well, actually, I guess it won't be the most recent because I'm going to do a post about this episode. So this one before that is our one-year anniversary. Um, May 23rd was our one-year anniversary, and we're doing a giveaway. We're doing two T-shirts. You get a hat, and you get five stickers, and you'll get a shout-out here on the podcast. It's a pretty big prize, um, and so all you have to do is you have to like the post, tag three friends in the comments, and follow the account. Um, you get extra uh, entries if you put it in your Instagram story. The, the The purpose of it is, one, celebrate the podcast being on for a year. The second purpose is to get some, some traction. We're trying to get to 1,000 followers. Um, and then we're also trying to get to 10,000 downloads, um, this year in 2020. So that's just, you know, an incentive to get people to listen and, and do things like that. So we appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten from that. And also I just, I've just been given, I've just been in this weird mood lately. The last episode I posted was a pretty emotional episode and I got a lot of shout outs. People texting me, messaging me saying how powerful it was. I just want to say I love y'all and I appreciate each and every one of those messages. Um, this is a, a community, and I appreciate y'all just listening and uh, opening your hearts to to my life and to the things that I have to share. And it's been an honor to do so, and I just love doing it, and I love being the host here. So, uh, if you have any idea or guess, we're you know the coronavirus has kept us pretty limited. Um, we have done some Zoom stuff, but Zoom is always kind of weird as far as the sound and all that. So we're trying to uh, we're trying to get back to getting some guests in the studio, getting some 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 interviews, and getting some conversations, some new some new insight. And if you uh, know somebody, maybe it's in Dahlonega coming, maybe Athens, uh, let me know, and we'll get to it. Uh, but thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate you. And thank you for listening to the GWB podcast. Wandering through the great plains of life Things move fast, sometimes a blur Don't you let this bumpy road Separate you from the herd When you think the day is done The sun is getting low We're all looking for something rare The great white buffalo The great white buffalo Podcast with Ben Mayfield I don't think that's true
It's not true. It's absolutely true. At, who do you want to ask out right now? Lauren Daigle. I can't think of a famous Lauren. Daigle. Daigle. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ahsoka Tana. A, uh, a girl that uh, went to high school with Kathleen, or a guy that went to high school with Kathleen yeah. saying Lauren Daigle. She I didn't know who she story. was. Oh, Ka- yeah. Kathleen who? Uh, Griffith. Like Griffith. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Nay Watkins. A guy that she went with in high school is dating Lauren. No, a guy she went to high school with. Oh, uh, okay. That's kind of cool. When I first heard the song. Who's Lauren Daigle? She sounds just like Adele, but she's like a Christian singer. She right. sang at uh, the halftime. Was it half? No. The National Championship College Football Game. She sang the National Anthem. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember any of that. God, song. what's that song? like, I will never, or... Never, never gonna give you to take a stand. Never gonna give you everybody. Never gonna let you down. That's that's exactly the one. Um, oh God! Uh, you say the song. You say. Let's see if I can play it. You say. I honestly, when I first heard this, I thought it was Adele. I probably can't play it too long yet. Are you recording? Yeah, I was recording. Are you really? Yeah, yeah he's this is recording. just a little intro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. In my co-pilot seat, this is Mr. Nathan Diggins. What's up, Nate? How's everybody doing? Dude, they're doing well. If you love Nathan, show us some love on the Instagram page and tell us how much you love him because we appreciate him coming on the podcast. In... The guest of honor seat across from me, his beautiful blue eyes, is Mr. Josh McKeever. What's up, Josh? Hey, I'm flattered right now. (laughs) (laughs) And in the Maverick seat, the wild card, he's missing his baseball right now. It's Mr. Han Solo himself, Winston Hunter. What's up, Winston? Allons-y. That's French. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. All right. Vamos. (laughs) And off mic, he is a not fifth wheeling. In fact, he is the one who we love so tremendously first time ever on the podcast or he was our one of the, he was the first guest we ever had on the podcast let me rephrase that it's mr josh meeks what's up josh how's it going everybody dude so we got meeks and mckeever how do y'all feel about sharing the same initials have you ever thought about that before just now we always greet each other by saying uh what's up jm <laughs> that is it that's it. All right. There I've never we go. heard either of them ever say what's up, JM. <laughs> Yo, JM in the house. because he's not a JM. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own club of JMs. I have a club of, of a bunch of BMs like Bob Marley, Bowel Movements, Bowel Movements, <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> I used to have, was a true story when I was a student teaching, my mentor teacher was a guy named Brock, Coach Brock. And every time I walked in, He'd be like, what's up, BM? Ready to teach today? I'm like, yes, sir. Like, yeah, I'm here. And like months pass, and he always go, what's up, BM? And one day in the hallway, he goes, Mayfield, you know why I call you BM, right? And I was like, yeah. Like, I got it like, the very first time you did it. Because <laughs> he was like, I think he was realizing I wasn't reacting the way he wanted to. So he thought maybe the joke was over my head. And I was like, no, I absolutely get what you're trying to do. Yeah, it was so. actually for your bowel movements. It was yeah, yeah. I I had needed more potassium. So, Winston, you okay? <laughs> I'm doing well. Doing great today. Uh, got out of quarantine for this. Um, sitting here doing a podcast. I've been on the show. I don't know four, 
four times? This is my fourth, maybe? This, this is your twelfth time, for sure. That's incorrect. Uh, but I'm happy to be you're here. You're here in spirit. Seems like I'm uh, a productive thing to do during quarantine. You know, back if I was back in my house, I'd probably just be cleaning out the carport. <laughs> probably just doing the dishes. I don't know. Doing maybe dishes. Maybe doing the dishes. Does uh, who yeah. does the dishes at y'all's house? Winston, the most. Do you do dishes a lot? It is true. Um, I, I, I would say my favorite chore is cleaning the kitchen. That's my favorite chore. I enjoy it. Living with Winston and knowing Winston in college, you wouldn't think that, but he really does. He does a lion's share of cleaning around the house. I am very different than I was in college. I think I've, I think I've learned that I've really adapted to who I live with. When I lived with Josh and Garrett in college, none of us really had a passion for keeping the uh, place pretty clean. The next person I lived with was my friend Jonathan Ingram, Chick-fil-A Jonathan, mm-hmm. shout out. Pretty clean guy. And so um, I felt like I had to step it up. And so I stepped it up. And just through the years, I've just kept enjoying it more and more, keeping my place pretty clean. It's interesting that I feel like Josh McKeever and I are pretty opposites. He keeps his room a lot cleaner than I do. Um, but I keep the rest of the house cleaner a lot more. That's good. It's always, always a good thing to have a. Uh clean roommates yeah my roommate's pretty clean he cleans up all the time he's a good guy uh well josh meeks we asked him to do something a little special for us today since he's off mic but he's definitely not uh not not part of this podcast i don't know if that made sense but we're gonna do a thing called meeks madness i just came up with it it's alliteration so josh meeks is going to ask us a topic or a question, and we're going to discuss it. So, Meeks, come on. All right. Um, this first one, we'll see how it goes. Describe the worst movie you've ever seen in one breath. Describe the worst movie you've ever seen in one breath? Ugh. Golly. I could do it. I'll go first. The worst movie that I've ever seen is a movie called The Last Jedi. It's a Star Wars movie that ruined Star Wars for generations. It is the most terrible movie ever. It literally took everything that Force Awakens made and just that shot it That was one up. breath. You just... You just I literally have not. No, I literally have not. You, you could hear your breath. <laughs> that was not me. You okay, it's you. the worst movie. You have asthma. Yeah. We can hear you. Okay. It is right, not geez. that bad. It's a great movie. Uh, first of all, it, that's not the question. Not... That's not a question. Mm. I'll go with the uh, Star Wars theme and say, let me get my breath. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say, Rogue One is the worst Star Wars movie of all time. Worst in Phantom Menace. It cannot stand by itself. There is no character development, and there's barely a plot. The only cool part of Rogue One is whenever Darth Vader comes and kills all of the terrible characters in that movie. He doesn't kill a single character... That was a main character. He kills all the rebel soldiers. I couldn't tell who was a main character because they were all so poorly developed. Are you serious? I'm right being now? very serious. Oh my! He's only God. seen it once, and he fell asleep in the theaters, and he hasn't given it a chance. Because it was so <laughs> GD boring. What if you were just having? You were, you were having a bad day. I wasn't having a bad so, day. I snuck a public sub into the movie theater. I was having a great day. <laughs> and he fell asleep. Because oh I gosh. snuck a beer into the theater as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great day. Wait, do we see that together? Yep. We absolutely did. We saw Rogue One together. Uh, that was fantastic. Awakens. Was that the one? Is that the day that Avery just 
Oh my god, made me so furious. We were all trying to go to broke to, your lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> made me so mad. So here's the thing: if y'all don't know, we started a tradition many, many moons ago where I wanted to dress up to go see Force Awakens, and no one would dress up. And like, what the heck? And so they compromised with me, and we actually dressed up. Like we would wear like ties or like you know a suit, a coat, whatever. We did Force Awakens. We did Rogue One. We did Last Jedi. We didn't get to do. We did Han Solo. I think we didn't do the Rise of Skywalker because everybody at that point, you know, had all moved away or dispersed. But during the Rogue One, we dressed up, and I brought lightsabers from my childhood because I thought it'd be a cool photo op. Not the ones that are on the wall that you see. I didn't have those at the time, or not all those. And I thought it'd be a cool photo op. And Avery, shout out to Avery, he's been on the podcast before, was a dingbat and took it. And chunked it at the TV, or not the TV, the, the tree, the tree, and broke it. And then it was like, "What? This is a stupid lightsaber. I have no respect for other people's property." God bless America. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Someone else go. Well, the I guess the uh, the it was not a cool move. In one one breath, I would just say ugh, but I'll try to do it in one breath. So here we go. Dear John is the worst movie I'd ever seen, ever. They try to essentially do the notebook, but it doesn't really turn out to be the notebook. And I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to try to do it in one breath. I'm just going to talk about this. This thing is the worst thing in the world. You got Channing Tatum. He's, he's, a, he's not horrible. He's not bad. Good looking dude. But great looking dude. But in Dear John, they, they essentially, it's like the notebook story, but they try to like amp it up somehow and so the dad has this like obsession with pennies and it's like what the heck is this about it's like the dumbest thing ever and he goes off to war and his girlfriend at the time like can't wait or fiance or whatever it is can't wait for him to get back from war and then he comes back and he's like i'm here and she had found someone else and she's like my life's been so hard you don't even realize how hard it's been and so i had to find someone else that meanwhile he's out there chaining tatum fighting at war at war like like thinking oh i'm gonna get home and marry this woman who's the love of my life and she's like i'm just having such a hard time at home and oh woe is me and it's like come on chick and then like Oh, it was just hor- It was just horrible. And then the, he, he goes to the dad's house. And he's like obsessed with pennies and can't remember anything. And they're trying to make it the Notebook. Again, I didn't read the book, but just the movie form. And I was like, this is absolutely terrible. And I'm I'm good for you know. I, I love some rom coms. I love some just good romantic movies. I'm a I'm a romantic guy at heart. Mm. And that was just it was absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. I watched it once, and I was like, I will never get these hours back. This was probably the most wasted hour and a half of my life. 21 Jump Street? Fantastic. Oh, well, great. Tatum Absolutely. Movie. But no, I've never... It wasn't seen... Channing Tatum's fault. He did everything he should have. He went to war. He came home. He Who's did the girl? Thing. Was it Rachel McAdams again? No. no it was no. Miley Cyrus. No, 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 no. That Miley Cyrus was uh, in the one where With she Liam got cancer. Hensworth. It was this blonde the girl. The last song. The last song. Oh, is that yeah. what yeah, it was yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who, who the, the girl was, but oh, I, I, I think it's on like Netflix or maybe it's on Disney Plus now. I saw, uh, and they filmed that in a Tyve Tyve Island. Sorry, Josh. Touch my foot again. I'll cut it off. <laughs> All right, Meeks, come over here and tell us what the next Meeks Madness is. Wait, wait, Winston didn't go. go. Yeah, oh, he did. I'm sorry. Reiterate I'm how good. trashy Rogue One is for me, please. <laughs> go ahead, Meeks. I'm good. Um, on a, 
uh, I've been trying to think of a good one. I, I, I can't think of a movie that I just like am so like all all you guys have so much hatred towards a specific movie. Well, let's watch Dear John, and that will change everything <laughs> yeah. for you. Um, okay, here we go. Show. I was really disappointed mm-hmm. with how with the direction that they took in doing the Jim Carrey Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events. And mm. They fit three books into one movie, and they rushed it all. And those were books of my childhood. And I went to see it in theaters. And honestly, I was pretty disappointed. However, I'm about to run out of breath. The Netflix series with Neil Patrick Harris absolutely is amazing. Did, did they do two seasons? It's three seasons. <sighs> Season a book? And and uh, no, no, three. There are twelve. There are thirteen books total. In series of unfortunate events, and they do, um, one they're hour long episodes, and honestly, each each book is two hour long episodes, so pretty much a movie, I guess. Oh, that's so cool. if you have not watched Neil Patrick Harris on Netflix playing Count Olaf, series of unfortunate events, it is very bingeable during this time. Nice. I've uh-huh. watched that. Haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't read the books either. So so good. Do they uh, do they ever get fortunate events? Does that ever happen then? Um, there are many smaller fortunate events. It has a great ending. Okay, all right. Mix is it Jacob's ladder situation? It's all a dream. All right, mix. Hey, mix. What do you have? <laughs> all right. The next question is: What is the weirdest hobby you have picked up during quarantine? Oh, I've been playing a lot of. I don't know if it's a hobby. I guess it's a hobby. I've been playing a lot of Settlers of Catan online, um, and it's been amazing. You can get up to four people, three people for a free version, but if you pay five bucks, you can get uh, the f- up to four people. And so I've been playing with some some guys, and I enjoy Settlers of Catan. That's what I've been picking up. I think my weirdest hobby is watching this amazing YouTube channel uh, called Marble Races. And it is amazing. Give it a rest, bro. Yeah, amazing. Marble Races, check it out. Is it the big ones or the little ones? They're little ones. The little ones? I, I th- think. I don't know. I can't tell if they're actual well, size they're or whatever. Up there, but, but I think they're the, the big ones. Otherwise, they might be the big ones. I don't they, know. They can roll faster. Are I they league-approved size marbles? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it, it you know, I'll, I'll look into that. Is marble betting a thing? It's about to become a thing. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'd probably say... My one of my favorite card games of all time is called Hell's a Poppin', and it go, also goes by <laughs> Oh Hell. You can't say Hell. Excuse my language. You can say, um, you can say Hell in this one. And me and my dad and my friend Chick Fil A <laughs> Jonathan, we hop in a Google Hangouts call, and we found an online website where we can all play, and we play about a game a day, or so. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's fun. That's really fun. I'll also go to. The go God, I can't speak. Uh, I'll, I will also go the board game route and say that Winston and I, who are roommates, have been playing this game called Ace Deuce. At least one game a day. Um, it's kind of like backgammon, but it's uh, really fun, really addicting. Um, Winston kicks my butt all the time, but every now and again I'll pull out and uh, get a win. That's so good. You got to pull out and get a win sometimes. That's that's the only way I can win. All right, Meeks Madness. <laughs> You have a question for me? Yeah, what's your next question? <laughs> 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 I've lost my pen. Oh, whatever. I'll listen to it later.
Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your question. Ask your question, oh, bro. Yeah, we're ready. What are you looking forward to most once quarantine ends? Shut <laughs> up, voice crack, bro. Yeah. Read that again. <laughs> once. Okay. What are you looking forward to most once quarantine ends? <laughs> if, if you think I'm gonna edit out the voice crack, you 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 wrong, son. What am I looking forward to most? I would say going to a Braves, watching the Braves, or going baseball. I'm just ready for it to start up. See my family. I got to see my nieces and nephews in a while. Mm. So that'll be good. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, just going out and doing anything besides staying at the house. Hoping college football is a thing. Uh, would like to go to a concert. That'd be pretty sweet. It'd be sad if uh, college football is canceled this year because it was Tennessee's year. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's kind of same same for Georgia Tech though. Always, always the next year, right? Always the no, next always year. the next year. It won't they're, be this year. They're building. They <laughs> they've got some good recruiting and they're building. If you don't think the Oregon Ducks are going to make it all the way this year, pfft, trash. The Oregon Ducks are actually kind of they're all right. I, I, that's why I love the Mighty Ducks. I love their uniforms. They always have the the nicest, slickest uniforms. All right, see you, Naders. See you, man. Nate, soon as comes. What's over. your What's your answer, Ben? Oh, for uh, what am I going to do when I get out of this? I'm just, I miss people. So anything that has, like, people, I'm going to go do everything with people. Like recording a podcast. Recording like podcasts, yeah. going to play trivia. I miss my youth kids. I'm going to go hang out with them. That'd be cool. That'd be uh, cool. Go on mission trips, whatever, like, cool stuff out of, out of the house. Cool. Were those sufficient answers, Meeks? For Meeks Madness. For Meeks Madness. Yeah, come sit over here. I don't know what happened to him. He just walked out. He's upset. He didn't go to the bathroom either. Yeah, great answer. Next question right here for you. All right. What common thing can't you do and why? An example, tie shoelaces, whistle, or cook pasta. Can oh. anybody here, does anybody know anybody personally that can't tie their shoelaces? For a long time, I couldn't. It was probably like fourth or fifth grade. I stopped wearing Velcro. Hmm, uh, interesting but, question. What can I not do? But I can't whistle. common. I, can I, I can't whistle. Um, I can't touch my toes. I'm not flexible enough. I'm actually very far from being able to touch my toes. That's because you're so tall. Yeah, I mean, it's a long distance down it's there. Probably a lot of people ask you to pick things up from the top shelf. So probably about forty five percent of the time you go to the grocery store. <laughs> it's like yep. for the longest Sky time <laughs> I could not snap. Like that? Was, yeah. I couldn't snap. Really? But then I saw something on, on Instagram that was like, Oh, snapping is just your Snapping finger hitting like the meaty part of your hand, and then it just made sense. And now I can. I don't think I can curl my tongue like more than once. You know how some people can make like the wave. Well, I can't do it. I, I can't do it common. once. Yeah, I don't know if that's common or not, but it's the only thing I can think. I, of. I can tie a bow tie. I don't know if that's a common thing, but bow tie is really hard to tie. I can't tie a bow tie. Hmm. Josh McKeever can. I can tie a bow tie. <laughs> that he can. Is it easier than a necktie? But once you get it, it's like six in one hand, half dozen the other. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. <laughs> six in the, are you counting? Yeah. Do you know how many is in a dozen? Thirteen. That's what my baker always gives me. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. All right. Winky? Um, yeah, I'd probably say touching my toes. <coughs> that's, that's probably... No, I can't. Well, I mean, I can if I'm like... If I bend my legs. But I'm talking like when you stand up straight and you don't... Bend oh, your yeah. knees and you bend over and touch your toes. I cannot do that. All right, True. Josh Meeks. When is the last time? When is the last time you pooped yourself in public? 
Um, I back in the fall, I was having a bad day because my truck was acting up and needed some work done, and I was kind of having a mini freak out because anytime your car is messing up, it can either be like a fifty dollar fix or like a fifty thousand dollar fix. And so I was on the way to the Ford dealership to get it checked out, and I trusted uh, <laughs> I trusted a <laughs> fart that I shouldn't have. And, uh, uh, we've all been there. Pooped a little bit, and it really made a bad day even worse. Yeah, mine, mine was, I think, a couple years ago. I was head, headed to the gym one morning, and uh, I definitely trusted a fart I shouldn't have. And I was like, oh, man. So I just turned around and went back home. <laughs> <laughs> in si- in uh, seventh grade, I was fortunate enough to make my middle school basketball team. I was really excited about it. It was a great season. I had a lot of fun. It's good exercise. It wasn't the best, but at the end of the season, our, quote, <laughs> banquet out the, for the team was we just met up at the school, and we had some food, and we played some basketball. And we were out on the court, and we were playing, and I just felt it coming. I, I truly did. And so I took off for the <laughs> locker room. I like In the middle of us playing – I just started running to the locker room, and as I was running, I started uh, going. <laughs> I started pooping, and uh, I ran into the locker room, and no one else was there. And I went to the bathroom, and it was not. It was uh, pretty messy. <laughs> and I remember I just left my underwear sitting there, and I just put my shorts back on after cleaning up, and went back out and started playing more basketball. I don't know if I've told mine on the podcast before, but I was a junior in high school, and I was in my mom's classroom, and <clears throat> I was playing Pac-Man in the morning, and I went over, like most people, leaned on one cheek, let it, let one rip, and it was like a Willy Wonka chocolate factory pipe just bursted open. Good and, and I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the floodgates just We were really just trying to like, just beat around the bush, <laughs> and you were going right at it, but Yeah. And it was it was harsh. It was not prepared. And I stood up, you know, and like, oh, God, what's going on? And it's just like dripping and stuff. And so my mom opens the, the door. I say, hey, I need you to lock the door and turn the lights off. So she does that. She's like, what's going on? I was like, I, I pooped myself. I need to go home. She goes, okay, just wait there. And so she goes, and lights are still out, and the door's locked. And so she closes it. The bell rings for the morning. And so people start coming in, they're like, Miss Mayfield, Miss Mayfield, let us in. And I hear the health teacher across the hall, is like, I'll just let y'all in. And I was like, you do not let them in. You do not let them in. And she was like, well, I guess I'll just wait till Miss Mayfield gets here. And I was like, oh, thank God. And so luckily her classroom was to the outside. She had a door that led outside. You know, yeah. remember on the, on the hallway? And so she, like, beats on it, and, like, she had pulled the car up there, jumped the curb. Pulled the car all the way up there, and I penguin walk like boop, 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 all the way to the car, and then she drove me home and said, "Put it on a bag, take a shower, and take the day off." And the next day, I just came back like, "Yeah, I wasn't feeling well," and like just never talked about it for like years. Um, and it was, it was truly a story mm. um, of ages. <laughs> Dropped a pair of Twix bars down in there, didn't you, brother? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was more of like a. Like a Reese's that got melted it over. <laughs> oh, yeah, a hot, peanut a hot, butter in there. <laughs> a little milkshake that's been sitting in a hot summer car for a couple of days. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next. Describe your first kiss. Hmm. Like the first one we remember, or like the first one was like a real kiss? First one you remember. 
what what counts uh, like constitutes okay. a first kiss? Are we talking about like, a little tongue action here? Are we just talking about lips touching oh lips? No, I don't. That's why I asked. Yes. <laughs> like, when I was in preschool, I was the Red Ranger, and this girl was a Pink Ranger. Her name was Frankie Walls, and we kissed behind, like, the playground slide. So that's my first kiss. No, no, no. Like, preschool didn't count. Come on. Well, that's what I was at. Uh, modern the... age. Modern age. We're talking about what? 80, not Okay, what about, what about eighth grade? Was it, would that I'll count? I'll count that. Okay, I was in eighth grade. Her name was Becky. Shout out to Becky. I don't know if she listened to the podcast. My modern age... It was, oh God, it was like field day. We're hormonal teenagers. You know how it is. The heat was getting strong. She looked at me. I looked at her, and I was like, "What's up, girl?" And she's like, "What's up?" And like, I just, you know, I do my classic been too much of a coward. And she's like, "All right, I'll be bold." And they called her Bold Becky. And nobody called her that. But then she just came and we kissed, and that was our first kiss. That was my first kiss. Mm-hmm. Modern age. For me, it was in middle school. Had a girlfriend named. Peyton, and uh, it was coming back from a field trip. We had gone to the uh, roller skating rink, and I think I had really impressed her with my rollerblading cha-cha slide. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I want to see that. Get some every time. Get some every yeah. time. You, you throw on some rollerblades, and you do the cha-cha slide, someone's going to want to kiss you. What about the hopping? <laughs> All the hopping? Dude, I bust my butt. I don't know, you know. Um, and it was on the bus on the way back, and think about it sometimes. <laughs> like, like when, like the times when I think about it is when I'm asked, "When was your first kiss?" So, I think my my first kiss. Uh, I uh, had a girlfriend in fourth grade for a year, and uh, fourth grade doesn't count. Okay, dude, but he seems like he has a fond memory of it. We listen. We we were we were in love. Our our song was "My Heart Will Go On and On" by Celine Dion. And, uh, and your heart has gone. Uh, listen, when I moved away from Kansas, I had uh, I had the Titanic soundtrack on a, a cassette tape, and I fell asleep to it uh, every night, crying <laughs> to "My Heart Will Go On and On" because I miss Britney. Britney. Oh, Britney! Now Spears? she's now she's married. With how do you spell? How did kids. she spell it? I can't remember. I think it's A and Y, I think. Or E and Y. You, I can't did remember. Did you know I had a crush on this girl A&Y. in second grade? Her name was Lauren Lingerfeld. And she and I were like besties, huge crush. She moved away. <clears throat> and I, I don't know whatever happened to her. I tried to look her up on Facebook, Instagram. I just wonder, like, do you ever have like a classmate that like maybe you were close to when you're like early on? But you just don't, like, what did that person do? Where are they at now? What are they up to? Yeah, there was Anyways. a kid in like, Third, fourth grade, I was really good friends with. His name was Nathan Massey, and I've same thing. I've tried to look him up on Facebook, and it's a ghost. Yeah, I had a I had a buddy in Kansas, uh, really close friend of mine, and uh, he ended up uh, dying in a fight in the wildfires out in California. So thanks for bringing that up. Mm. Miriam Rice. My first kiss. I was sixteen. A little late. A late bloomer. <laughs> Um, I was on this. <laughs> you need to tell the whole story. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> we can wear matching swimsuits. No, no. We're talking about first kisses. <laughs> Not first loves, first kisses. <laughs> you can come moving with me and my parents. My mom will cook for you. <laughs> my sweet baby darling sunshine. Oh, I see your soulless faces. <laughs> 
Oh, you guys are terrible. When I, I think Josh of Pinks. you, I think about a canary singing. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. I was on this Washington U tour. Washington U tour is this thing putting on by uh, me and Ben both went on it. Not on the same year, but we both went on it. It's put on by the EMCs of Georgia, which are like electric membership cooperatives. They're like the other power besides Georgia Power, and they give back to the community. And so every year they put, they send, I think there was 125 my year. Uh, I think mine was like 103. Kids to Washington, D.C. for all expenses paid It's pretty. Trip. It's an awesome trip. Awesome trip. Make a lot of good friends. Um, I met this girl on there, and um, we kind of hit it off, and then we were on the plane ride back. A lot of, lot of relationships happened on this trip, just saying. I I know at least one person, two well, I guess two people and takes two to tango, uh, <laughs> that got married to each other from, from my year. But we were on the play ride back, boo-hoo and we weren't ever gonna see each other again. We were so in love and uh kissed this girl on the plane ride back. Dang. That's not the end of the story, but we don't have time for <laughs> We don't have time for the rest of the story. <laughs> did you keep Wait, your hold on did you keep your seat belts buckled? Yeah, we got time. I just made time. No, that's okay. <laughs> We're not there. All We're right. We're not there. Dang, all right. Meek's madness. <laughs> yeah, I kept my seatbelt on. That's what first love is. Ask us about our first love. What is your favorite podcast? Mine's uh, called The Grand Gray Bison. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, um, sounds like a great podcast. I, it, it'd be such. It, it would really be unfair to say the Great White Buffalo because it's leaps and bounds better than any other podcast I've ever listened to. But so after true. that, thank you, Josh. Um, I think my favorite it might be the same as Nathan. Uh, Small, Small town, town murder. murder. Uh, it's this podcast where these two comedians they talk about um, a murder that happened in a small town every episode, um, and it's just super funny, really interesting stories. Um, they try their best to be respectful of the victims and the victims' families, but they just make fun of all the crazy things that go around murder. And it's very good. I listen to it every Thursday whenever it comes out. Nathan, I know who's a huge listener of this podcast. <laughs> Small Tell Murder, for sure. Is your, like, besides this one? No, no, no. All-time favorite. All-time favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, but what's your second no, well, that would probably be my first and second. Well, first would be Small Town Murder, and they also do another one uh, that's called Crime and Sports. So the, those are those would be one and two. Because we're out of out of the like, the race. I mean, you're like top twenty. My God, I hate you. <laughs> All right, whatever, Winston. Um, NPR has one called Invisibilia, which is really good, and they kind of um, pick a topic and have a whole episode surrounding like the quote, invisible things that um, go on in our world. And, like, one of them, they do a whole episode on fear, and they, like, interview this person who doesn't, her, um, her brain does not produce the chemical that gives us the emotion of fear, so she literally cannot feel it. Is that not a plot line of, like, The World's Not Enough, the James Bond movie? Do you remember that? Where the guy I think could... she just couldn't feel pain. Yeah, that's right, you couldn't feel pain. And that made him like the James Bond villain. Yeah, fear. Renard was his name. Yeah. What the heck, dude? Let's I go. I used to play that game all the time. Yeah, on 64? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Sorry. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a great podcast. podcast. It's really, I mean, it's done really well and it's always really interesting and the, the stories are really great. I enjoyed S Town, the limited series. So good. 
That was really good. And then <clears throat> Macklin Gladwell does revisionist history. I've listened to several of his episodes. They're really cool and interesting. Um, I, I like our podcast here. It's just unique, fun, spunky. Um, it's cool to listen to podcasts where, like, you know, you kind of know somebody that's on there. Um, and then there's some comedian ones, too. Like, I'll listen, like, on YouTube, there'll be, like, clips of, like, Firing the Kid or uh, Joe Rogan has one, too. I listen to his clips. I don't listen to the full three-hour episode. But a like, really a really good podcast that's uh, more spiritual, obviously, is called This Cultural Movement. Yeah. And, or, yeah, This Cultural Movement, it is phenomenal. Basically talks about, like, how we've gotten to where we are in this culture and, like, how do we spread the name of Jesus in this culture. We do, some, really we do, we do that sometimes here. Yes. If you Have you listened to some of those episodes? I was on those episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. <laughs> All right. What's your next question, Meeks? Right, if you Meek. don't know, Nathan doesn't listen to the podcast, and that's what we're making fun of. Meeks Madness. What is something you haven't done since high school? The SAT. Participated in a marching band. Played. That is something I did in high school and I haven't done it since. That's true. I was on the drum line. We had a good time. <coughs> Chick-fil-A Jonathan is one of my longtime best friends. He was on the drum line with me. That's how we met. And uh, I don't know. We were pretty much the coolest kids on the drum line in school. So, yep, NBD. I haven't been to prom since high school. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite upset about it. My senior prom, I went with one of my good friends. Her name is Kaylee Clay. It was a pretty fun night, but whenever we did senior lead-out, I don't know if other high schools do this, but uh, they'll invite all the parents to come watch where like the seniors walk down the stage and they introduce, hey, this is Josh McKeever and his date, Kaylee Clay, and they walk down the stage, down these stairs, and the whole night, it, Kaylee didn't go to junior prom, she just went to senior prom with me, and the whole night she was like, I just really, I'm really nervous about falling during senior lead-out, and I was like, oh, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then sure enough, I, she failed her senior lead out. And I still feel <laughs> terrible to this day. Like, I have immense guilt and grief about letting her down. Are y'all still friends? Like, uh, We haven't talked in a while, but yeah, that's still super friends. In real talk, is was there is there any way that you could have prevented it? Uh, I could have like, been paying you, attention, like... Did you trip her Kind of sense her <laughs> slipping and just like... I could have like, not pushed her over. <laughs> <laughs> I could have like not thrown the banana peel out there. <laughs> <laughs> Those freaking bananas. What was dude. the question? Well, what we haven't done since high yeah, school. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I have not been as popular. I was really popular in high school. <laughs> you are just <laughs> lying. Like you're just like uh, self-deprecation humor. I haven't uh, done t- tennis competitively. I was really into tennis in high school. I haven't done that competitively since then. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good answer or not. Pretty good answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. All right. Majors? You haven't done high school since the 90s. It's it's been been a while. while. It's been a while. You didn't have, like, color TV back then. You haven't not had a cell phone since high school, huh? Yeah. Did you have a cell phone in high school? No. Well, I did my last, I think my last two, two, the last two years of high school, my sister and I shared a Nokia (laughs) original. 
Probably still works. Um, probably. Did someone probably. call you and be like, no, I wanted Kathleen. Like, oh, okay, fine. I'm like, you could like share and like go find Kathleen's her. Kathleen's phone, well, this is Nathan. It's it's <laughs> different because even when we had cell phones, we didn't really use them that much. Like you might send a text, but texting wasn't a big deal. And plus every text costs you something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was easier to call people. So it was really just kind of like, you know, like my sister's boyfriend would, call her at night or my girlfriend would call me at night or something just say good night or something but it was like we didn't really use the cell phone you just call night. each other but hey good night it was re- pretty like we might talk a little bit but it was because you saw each other all day because you were in school and then you'd usually hang out it was like even though we had the cell phones we didn't really use them that much did you ever like uh like the kathleen's boyfriend call her and you're like yeah this is kathleen Hey there, big mm. boy. <laughs> Ka- Kathleen's boyfriend in high school was one of my best friends. So, yeah. Ooh. Zach Stubblefield. Oh, Stubbs. Yeah, Dude, good shout old Stubbs. out to Stubbs. He's yeah. a huge listener to the podcast, too. So, he, I bet he doesn't even know this exists. That's not true. <laughs> I talk to him regularly. No, what, you do not. What's the next question, Meeks? <laughs> I hate you. All right, Meeks Madness. What has been your most humiliating moment? Uh, besides, I, besides the poop stories we already told in seventh grade, I was fortunate enough <laughs> to make the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, oh gosh, I don't know. Most humiliating for I, me, it was probably the last time I came over here to record the podcast, and uh, I scared an old lady. Uh, uh, Is that really humiliating? Though? Yes, you. Were I humiliated. feel humiliated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I guess not that like not a whole lot of people were around. I'll try to think of one where like a lot of people saw me humiliated. Mine was when I got fired from residence live. That was pretty humiliating. Yeah, that was. I don't know if that's too real of an answer. Mm. When I pooped myself in high school, that was humiliating. Um, I can't really think of a most humiliating, but the most recent humiliation I've had was um, my mom had this student teacher. My mom's a teacher. She had the student teacher uh, who's going on to be a teacher by herself now. But uh, she really likes this girl and thinks that I should date her, but she's not my cup of tea. And my mom's own... A couple years ago, she tried to get me to date her and suggest... Uh, she suggested I should date her, and I was like, not really my cup of tea. And then recently, she suggested I should date her, and I said, not really my cup of tea. And then... Uh, I told my roommates about it, and I was on the phone with my mom the other day, and, and Winston goes, oh, hey, uh, Miss Marcy, uh, Josh was telling me all about how he's, he's so excited to get set up with this girl you were talking not about. not what I said. <laughs> What'd you say then? What'd you say? I said, hey, Miss Marcy, when are you setting Josh up with that girl you know? <laughs> that was it. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry if so, I really So when you. is it, are y'all? We're not. She's not my cup of tea. <laughs> okay, all right. I've had I've had too many probably humiliating moments. It's hard to just your Crayola tattoo. That was I mean that was just funny. It was really bad, but I didn't really feel humiliated by it. But I've had some moments. There was one time uh, in college, I think, or high high school. My brother and some friends were going tubing down uh, the chesty, and my cousin was coming up, but he was going to be late, and he was like you think we can find them on the river? And I said, well, they've been on for about an hour and a half. I bet one of these pull-offs um, on the side of 60, we can go back there, and if you just keep going over, we might have to cut through someone's property, but if we, we cut through there, I bet we'll find them. So we went up uh, where now Blue Mountain Vineyards is mm-hmm. um, when it was just a house up there, but we went up and we parked up top, 
and we, I mean, we were trespassing. It was someone's private property. We should not have been doing that, but we got to the river and they were right there. It was awesome. It was like the most, like, it was the coolest thing. But then when I was walking back up, um, the owners of the property had seen my Jeep. And then, so they called the cops. And when I got up there, he was just like, like yelling at me about like, did you, can you not read boy? Can you not read boy? And like all this stuff. And I was like, I just wanted to like punch the dude. Cause he was just being just a jerk, which I understand I would, I was in the wrong. It was his property, but I'm like, dude, we weren't doing anything the, like the crazy. The police officer was saying that to you? No, no, no. The, the owner of the property, the, the police oh. officer got out there and was like, Hey, what were you doing? I was like, this is what I did. And you know, I know it was their property. I'm sorry. I was just, you know, just trying to get my cousin over there. And the cop was just like, okay, just don't come back. Like just leave. And the guy was like, so like a super jerk, just trying to like belittle me the whole time. And I, that was pretty humiliating, but yeah. Meeks. Meeks. Madness. Meeks madness. Meeks madness. Should we continue quarantine? Why or why not? Ooh. Ooh. Hot topic. Ooh. All right, hot just, topic. Just your, hot take. Right. Who, who says yes? Just so we have like an idea. Well, can we, can we ask like for how long? Like for, uh, it's, here's the thing. It's, it's a complicated answer. It is. Because I think we need to continue the quarantine. We haven't hit the peak yet. And if if what we have tracked and seen, especially through other countries, <laughs> is people trying to go back too early and then there's a second wave mm-hmm. and more people die and it gets sick and we have to go back into quarantine, which if that happens, that means we're going back into quarantine middle of summer. That could go into early to late fall. And we're there because we're realistically, we're at least a year out from finding a vaccine. Um, We still don't know a lot about this. Like if you can catch it again, how bad is it going to be for you? We don't know all those things. And so to end a quarantine when we haven't even peaked yet and there's a lot of things happening, uh, I think is very foolish. However, you do have to realize that there are other people that are losing jobs. A $1,200 stimulus package doesn't really help them that much. Um, and people like people need to make money to put food on the table for their family. And so they, they need to get back to work. And so it, it's kind of this catch 22, like people need money and they need to, to take care of their families. But also, is this going to just create more harm in the long run by doing this? And what I would say is it's probably going to do more harm in the long run. If it, what other, other, you know, countries have been through, which again, I do understand why people want to go back to it, but it's just like, I mean, sounds like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, yeah, and I mean, we can't keep running up debts. We can't keep handing out two Stim- trillion dollars stimulus packages. Yeah. Like we can't keep doing that. It's going to not only ruin the economy, but it could ruin the country. I mean, it could be really bad. But it's it's just kind of this thing. It's like I wish I got one. Would be nice. You didn't get one. I didn't qualify. Made too much money last year. Mm. Dang, that's yeah. man, that's a Sorry, gr- that's a great problem to have, yeah. I guess. But he makes six digits. So it's like whatever, not a big deal. Um, if I'm being honest, I tr- I try not to voice strong opinions towards things when I don't feel like I have enough information, mm. and I try I, especially in a politically charged world. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just kind of frustrating. Like I, I'll see you know. Someone will share on Facebook, like, you know, why uh, the president is doing terrible at reacting, at responding to coronavirus. And then another person will share an article, uh, how the president is doing the best things possible. And it's like, you never, like, everyone's sharing so many different views. And, you know, I should probably take it upon myself to do more research 
um, to figure out what my own personal opinion is. But like, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's articles on both sides of this. Why this is a why um, ending quarantine in the next few weeks would be the best thing ever. And there's probably uh, it's probably a very well written defense on why we should with great, um, you know, stats and research. And then there's a you know another article somewhere that says why we need to be in quarantine for the next however you know months and how that's the best thing. It's just it's. It's hard in this world, especially with social media and all the access you have to so many different, so much different information, um, to really find what your your opinion on some of these political things, and like what the best thing is for the entire country, world, and so at this point, I would, I, I like I said, I should probably take it upon myself to do more research, do some research on accurate certain, you know news articles are yeah i think it's hard especially in the time that we live because of media being so polarized and our country being so polarized politically that something can't happen without people's own political bent like set into the articles Mm -hmm. and it's created this it's created people being super polarized but it's also created a bunch of people who are just completely apathetic and like what do I even really know to be true? Because there's so many different articles and things going back and forth. And I think that's, it's a sad place to be to where we can't like just call bad ideas for bad ideas, good ideas for good ideas, no matter like what side of the aisle you stand politically and you know, how come we can't just come together and work together. I mean, people are using this virus as political gains and means. And it's just kind of like, this is we're talking about people's lives and the seriousness of, of, of their health, and we can't even just come in agreement and be together, be Americans. I feel like I'm somewhere in, in the middle of Winston and Nathan's answer because it seems like there. I don't. I, I don't read every article. I don't do all the research, and but I do know no matter what the story may be, if it's COVID nineteen or whatever, it's in the news. It's all about the narrative and the, the way you can spin things, the way you can make things look. Data, you can make data look like it's you know the worst thing in the world, you make data look like it's not the worst thing in the world. So it's just really kind of hard of a, how do you balance it and how do you, you know, try to pick not just the right answer, because I don't think there is a right answer. I think it's just like the least worst answer, um, which may be, you know, how do you balance the, the loss of life? Well, that's priceless, but also the practicality of, well, the economic downfall is going to have a huge lasting impact and so how do you how do you balance that and i'm glad i'm not in a situation where i have to make the decisions i do think there's a little bit of people right now looking at georgia as kind of the the guinea pig because you know even though we're all in the national news about how the governor did kind of a you know maybe went too fast reopening things like restaurants and tattoo parlors and bowling alleys or whatever but it's either going to have a huge negative effect where like people now get infected larger rates because people are going out or it might find actually we did it. We did okay. So I feel like Georgia is kind of like the, kind of the test pick right now of like, will it, who's going to be more yeah. right in that argument? You go first. We'll see what happens. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a kind of, it's the test pig for the U S but again, looking at other countries that did it, it didn't fare out well for them at all. Well, are and you so, referencing the China thing where the China started loosening up their... No, not not just China. There were other, like, 
Asian, like Southeast Asian um, countries that were opening stuff up, they were starting to see a decline in their, they had already hit their peak and they were already on the decline and they were seeing like, you know, they went from 800 cases, 200K, whatever it was. Well, they started going back to normal and then it spiked like 400 new cases, 800 new cases, 1400 new cases. And it was like, it just kept coming back. So, I mean, the thing is, is you have to, I guess, balance like, okay, are you okay with opening up too soon? Because the thing is, we can't stay closed forever. Right. Well, and and nobody knows for certainty. Like, if you were to tell the American people, all right, all Americans, if we can keep quarantine hardcore until June 12th, and then if we do that, and then June 13th, we're all open, I can almost guarantee you every single person that, all right, cool, on board, let's do it. But this this unknownness, this un of like there isn't a finish line, there isn't a date where it's going to be defeated, and so like okay, so am I supposed to be quarantined for the next eight months for the virus to die? Is it the next eight weeks? Is it the next eight days? Is it eight hours? Whatever's going to be, and I feel like that kind of uneasiness of not knowing is where some of that uh, bitterness and disagreement and some of that you know the two aisles coming at each other. Like, no, you need to be quarantined. It's like, well, I don't, if you don't tell me how long, I'm not going to do it forever. Um, so that's why I, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. that's really an answer, but there's a, a lot of unrest in the world. And here at the Red White Buffalo Podcast, we just want to put peace and love out there and positivity. Mm. McKeever, I know you didn't get to chime in, so I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I agree with everything everybody was saying. <laughs> Good enough. Still, Meeks Madness. Meeks Madness. <laughs> Last <laughs> question right here. Come on. What do you like most about each other? Oh, that's really that's you know that's you know just saying that we want to put in positivity in the world and some love and some joy. That's a really good question to end with. I thank you. Can we just all first say how much we love Josh Meeks? Yeah, let's just say how much we love Josh Dude, Meeks. Dude, I remember pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I, well, good. I've known you what six years, something like that. It's been a long time, and we used to call him Saber Tooth Tiger because like he looked just like the actor who played Saber Tooth in the original X Men movies. He had like these these chops going down. At least I thought he did. And he has like these two teeth. Smile, smile real quick. Beautiful. Look at those. God, beautiful. Man, Look at those beautiful pearls. Beautiful He's got pearls. A great job. I'm just saying, once this he coronavirus does. ends, everyone needs to give Josh Meeks a hug. It's like hugging a freaking rock. He is Dude. so jacked. It he, is beautiful. He is. Literally, the Rocky Mountains were named after him. I heard that somewhere. You can just feel yeah, it as you hug him. Where did I hear that? Yeah, I think yeah. I heard it on the Great White Buffalo podcast. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. So, anyways, we love you, Josh. Just want you to know that. Who wants to go first? All right, I'll go first. Should, we, should, should one person do everybody, or should everybody do one person? Let's let's all do Winston first. So like Nathan will do okay. Winston, I'll do Winston, then Josh will do Winston. Then Winston, you can choose who goes next. Winston. What I like most about Winston is there's a lot of things I like about all you guys. <laughs> I want I want that to be be said. But one thing that I do find uh, that I like most about Winston is his humbleness. Mm. I've known Winston for a while, and we've had disagreements. And what's really interesting is how Winston is very open and humble to hear other opinions. And if he feels like he was wrong, he's quick to say, this is my experience, Ben. Put your eyes down. That, that he was like, okay, I see the other side of that. And uh, I appreciate that a lot because you don't find that a lot, especially in the disagreements and stuff that we have had. Haven't been, like, huge or anything, but... Being able to do that at his age, especially like most of those disagreements, I guess you could say, were in college. That it was just when he was phenomenal. in college. Yeah, when he was definitely in college. not the same age. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it's. It's uh, very admirable. 
Josh would probably say, try living with him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I say, are, are you putting words in my mouth? No, no, no. no. You're trying to do a thing right now. Nah. We're, we're, trying, we're, trying, to be, we're trying to be really sweet, all right? Put some positivity. McKeever, okay, what do you got? What do I love about Winston? And after a break of an hour, we're back on the podcast. So, Josh. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the last thing I love about Winston. No. Uh, <laughs> what I love about Winston is he can just piss you off to no end. Mm. He can make you so angry and feel rage you haven't felt in ages. And then just in a moment, it just switches, and you're like, you know what? It's one of my best friends. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, it's all right. We'll just get over it. Like, he's just really good at diffusing situations and really good at at just making awkward times better. And uh, he's just a really good friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You mentioned that word diffuse, and I remember one time me and my other friend uh, were really angry at each other. At least I was angry at him. And Winston really helped diffuse that situation. And so the charisma and the charm that Winston brings to a situation is infectious. I think he has a kind heart. And even though sometimes he's got his agenda, if he realizes, like, it's upsetting someone or, like, you know, maybe... Uh, makes people feel uncomfortable. He's willing to go. You know what? I want this person to feel like they are loved and they are. I feel like they're involved, and I will willing to to not do what I want to do and be kind to this person. And I feel that's a rare because some people in this world are just very selfish. Of like, they don't want to do what I want to do. They're just a bad friend. Versus going, no way. I'm gonna take a second and go. Hey, what's going on here? Why well, don't where, where are you thinking? Where are you coming at this? And I just really appreciate that about you, Winston. And I would I would say for all of us, uh, close second is his height. There's been plenty of times he's reached up for us off the top shelf of things. Uh, yeah. For me, it's like only 45% of the time does he do it. Yeah. You know? The other times. Sometimes it's, it's pushing 50, 50%. <laughs> um, all right, Winston, you get to choose the next person. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Nathan? I really appreciate um, how well you use your skills and strengths um, to bring value to the people around you. I think that you know that that's what you were made for, and you were made to be there for everyone else that's around you and everyone that you experience and come in contact with, and you're not there for yourself. And um, I think that the gifts that you've been given, you use them really well for the betterment of others. Thank you. You're welcome. Naders. Piece of crap. Um, I come at you a lot. And I say a lot of mean things. And you do. I've, I've made jokes about you dating your sister, which is... Not true. Based on facts. Um, <laughs> made jokes about your Crayolo tattoo. Got covered up. Uh, made jokes about you, the world race, which made it sound like it was 45 years of your life. Um, felt like it. Uh, I've made a lot of jokes towards you at your uh, expense. And most of that's because you bullied me when I was a kid. It's never <laughs> happened. That's never happened. That never happened. And and <laughs> I was the one guy that would like stick up for you. And I just want to say the one guy. Like I said earlier today, is no matter what I say to you, <laughs> that may be negative energy or negative force, it comes out of love. And you, you 
I suppose. And you've always been very kind, and you never you never reciprocate. You never go, you know what? I'm not going to say anything mean or vicious towards you. I'm going to speak truth in life. And you do that not just in my situation, but in a lot of different situations. I've seen some of the crazy people that come through your college ministry who you could be like, oh, this person is a crazy. But you always go, you know what? Even though their situation might not be ideal, they do have a uniqueness and a love. And you care for people, even though it might not be the easiest thing to do. Thank you. And you don't listen to my podcast, you piece of crap. All right, McKeever. Uh, Nathan, what I love about you. And Josh is about to knock over that TV. Good Lord. You've just been there for me through some uh through some tough times. You're a good listener. You're a good uh you're a good mentor. Uh you're a good friend. Uh yeah, I really enjoy going uh riding the uh four service roads mm. with you, talking mm-hmm. about life, just goofing around, talking about dumb stuff. It's it's uh one of my favorite memories from college and uh even one of my favorite memories from now. Hmm. I love you. I love you. Boom. That was sweet. All right, Naders. All right, we'll we'll go back to Josh. Good old Joshua mm. McKeever. Mm. Joshua McKeever. What I love most about you is that you're a genuine person. Mm. That what you see is what you get, and you are very good at uh, reaching out to people. Very good uh, of taking care of your friends and being there and being a a stellar, stellar friend. You have a heart of gold. Uh, you do get uh, road rage, uh, which is <laughs> awesome. Uh, but you really actually do care about people, and you're able to uh, you're able to just be a great friend, which is not always easy to find, but you do that for everyone. McKeever, you and I have had some ups and downs in our friendship. Uh, most of them was my fault. And all of them were your fault. All, all of them were perhaps my fault. Um, <laughs> I will admit to 45% of them. <laughs> um, but through it all, you've given me grace, and you've given me um, an opportunity to, to be back in your life um, and to be a friend, and I appreciate you. I also I was trying to think of like, what are some, some qualities, and one of the things that, I don't know if you noticed this, but I always kind of notice sometimes you say sometimes you often ask about my dad or my brother you ask about my family um i don't know if you knew that or not but you ask about them and you listen and i think that kind of just goes a little bit like you're not just like a shallow level friend who's like hey how are you doing and you say good all right good and then you just walk away you're actually caring about the family and um and how we're doing and i always really appreciate that i love you ben and i love your family <laughs> he's thinking to himself, have I ever asked about his family? That's exactly what he's thinking. I was like, yes, you have, okay? That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> God, whatever. Screw you. Other than your extremely infectious <laughs> smile and laugh. Ooh, and snore. Amen. God, do you remember that? Ooh, that snore. We're, 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 we're that's that infectious. <laughs> <laughs> It'll infect you with uh, insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it, it is... Um, well, along with the smile and the the laugh that Josh brings, um, it is I love getting to share excitement with you and share um, our passions and the things that we love together. We've shared so many fun things, whether it just be experiences when we go out and do something or 
um, as women, we've lived a lot of years together in the same place, and uh, it's just, <laughs> thank you, Josh. Um, We're holding hands, people. This is a non-visual, it's really, non-visual format. It's just so fun to get excited with you about the things that we both love. And it's also really easy. Uh, it's really easy to tell that you care about me. The end. From a distance. I do care about you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening Wait, to... Did we talk about what we liked about Ben? Ben or Josh. We, we didn't talk about Ben. That's true. Yeah. Nah. All right. All right. Would anybody want to say anything <laughs> after I, I crapped on all of you? I, don't. <laughs> uh, I like how Ben is present wherever he is. That's not true. That is very true. Okay. When you're with people, you are present with them. Ben you're not in another At least you place. give off that impression. Yeah, at least you give off. Yeah, unless you're not really. What? You were, you were always there, even as a ball boy. A little butterball ball boy running up and down the field, huffing and puffing. I can knock you out right now. He was always there, eager to give the ball, even to the other the team. We had to present. say, Ben, hey, slow it down when you're giving the ball to the other team. I was present. I appreciate that. I'm present in people's lives. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Jack Wagon. Ben, you're right. We've had a lot of ups and downs, but, you know, I, I think you're just really easy to go along with. Yeah, you're really easy to be around. You're easy to have fun with. Um, and you're just, uh, you're just a real caring guy. You know, whenever I see it, it's like, you know, we hadn't seen each other in five years, but it's also like we just saw each other yesterday. Um, and mm. you've been you one of, one of my best friends for, for a while now. So. Thank you. Boom. Mm. All right. Well, that's there. Oh. Stop trying to end the episode, Ben. Good <laughs> Lord, let this thing run on for two hours. I was just trying to joke with Winston, I'm sorry. It wasn't funny. After we cut out all the awkward pauses, it'll be only be like a 30-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about you is probably um, your podcast. <laughs> and that I get to be... Hell of a podcast. <laughs> um, without you, I never would have gotten to be on a podcast. <laughs> and you've provided... a maybe once in a lifetime experience for me and um hey i'm starting a podcast if you want to be on it <laughs> okay, okay you've been on the oh, podcast more than once so it's not like once in a lifetime it's like six how many other lifetime. podcasts has he been on well he's been on this one multiple times yeah so this once in a lifetime that he's been on this one podcast oh i see what you're saying okay okay okay, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> just nah. take a compliment <laughs> okay okay hey, thank you um, what about the great grand bison my favorite thing about you definitely is uh just the amount of fun that we have just genuine real um fun that brings a lot of joy i mean it's just there's never a time I, we every single time we hang out do talk on the phone even for a couple minutes or when we're texting about the most recent star wars episode um all the trips we've taken all the memory it's just it is a very clear and real joy that is always remembered and you play a big part of that thanks Winston. Appreciate that. That's really sweet. Forty-five percent of the time, you enjoy it. Forty-five percent of the time, Meeks. We appreciate you asking all your Meeks madness. Your questions were phenomenal. Your questions were poignant. Your questions were divisive. Your questions were innovative. 
just like your personality. You also chicanerous you... and deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> Am I breathing really hard on the mic? I'm sorry. Do you have a thesaurus over there? I do. I'm getting my doctorate, so like, so I'm like semi-smart. <laughs> Slash, not. Yeah, it's the money you spend on grad school. I would say it's true. The thing that I love most about Josh Meeks is that he cares about people way before himself. In his heart. To just love on people is, that true? I don't know that's is right. by far <laughs> one in a million. <laughs> Such a jerk. By far one in a million. Probably would mean one in a billion. Probably one in a billion. Probably one in but he seven really, billion. He really does love people and care for people really well. And also his abs. You look, you look great in shorts. You look really good in shorts. Oh, man. Those calves. Mm. And quads. He's at biceps. From what I've Lats. heard Abs. from friends and stuff, pecs and like girls and stuff, he's very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm not All right. Well, thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah. Hey, thank y'all so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you, Ben. We got McKeever, Meeks, Hunter, and Dickens. Thanks, Ben. There. Can't wait to listen to this. Um, we, uh, uh, God. So much. Well, I'm, I'm I love y'all so much. Thank you for listening to the Great Wild Buffalo Podcast. Hope you subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Don't forget, if you're on Apple, give us a five star rating and rise review. It helps the channel out tremendously. We're uh, we're getting up there, and we appreciate all y'all being loyal. If you're going a little stir crazy, follow us on Instagram. DM us. Be interactive. We love it. We appreciate all the love and support. And thank you for joining the herd here on GWB.